What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello and welcome to episode two. This week I'm talking to Rachel Feldman from rachelswellness.com. And I think you're really going to like this interview because we're talking a lot about list building and also online programs. Now, I know running online programs is a really hot topic within health and wellness. A lot of us start out doing one-on-one coaching, individual coaching, because that is an easy way to get started. But you find over time that there's a limit to how many people you can help just because there's not enough hours in the day, right? There's only so many individual clients you can see at one time. And that's where people start looking at group programs and also online programs where you can help a lot of people at the same time, taking them through a set program. And that's what Rachel's really good at. She's got a series of popular detoxes where she runs them herself online. But what I love about Rachel is she also helps and teaches other health coaches how to run detoxes themselves. So today in this interview, we're gonna be talking a lot about her online programs, how Rachel got started, how she started growing her list, and how she's gotten over 3,000 Facebook fans and also quite an active Facebook community. She'll share some specific tips about that. So let's dive into the interview. Today I'm speaking with Rachel Feldman of rachelswellness.com. Rachel is a health coach who specializes in healthy digestion. She offers one-on-one coaching and her popular Empowered Health online group detox programs, and her Facebook page has over 3,000 fans. But what I really like about Rachel is that she also is very supportive of other health coaches growing their own businesses. Rachel runs a popular Facebook group for health coach to health coach marketing with love, and she's packaged her successful detox program as well as a 28-day whole foods transformation program for other health coaches to buy and use in their own businesses. So I know she'll have a lot to share with us about growing an audience online and creating successful online programs. So welcome and thanks for joining me today, Rachel. Thank you so much, Amanda. It is just an absolute pleasure to be here and absolutely an honor when I'm speaking to another health coach. So I really appreciate it. Excellent. So for people that aren't familiar with you, can you kind of give us a quick rundown of your story in a couple minutes, how you came to health coaching and what your business looks like today? I almost feel like, do we have 25 hours? (laughs) But I'll do it in two minutes. So many, many moons ago, I did personally get sick. And I went to doctor and specialists and hospitals, and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. And long story short is that I picked up my first book, Healing with Whole Foods by Paul Pitchford. And then I picked up my second book by Jordan Rubin. And I went into Fresh Fields, which is now Whole Foods and Vitamin Shop and many different natural food stores and just kept researching and reading. And long story short, started to figure out my own health issues, not that doctors and specialists weren't necessary. And I heard about IAN at the beginning of also being sick and called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and said to them, when I can afford to get to you guys 
that will be it. This is what I will do. And I decided that eventually one day I would become a health coach because I felt that all the times that I sat there feeling alone in my own health conditions that I wanted to be able to help people. So I finally did have that time that I made the phone call, enrolled in IN, which was just a huge opportunity and really doors opened in my life. And I became a health coach. And that was when I left commercial real estate and I had a very successful business. So I had been in business before and I loved being a health coach, but I realized that it wasn't just about my passion and my sweet smile and knowing about health and wellness, that it was also about starting a business. So I also then furthered my education in detox and cleansing because I realized that was also what was part of my issue and part of also even seeing my own babies being born with toxicity and and seeing this world with toxicity and so many of the health issues. So long story short is that is why I focus in my practice on the elimination diet, on, on toxicity and improving digestion. And that is why so many of the programs that I've written are about that. Well, I think that's also a great niche because it's so it's quite popular now, too, that people are starting to realize that we're surrounded by toxins and that they're interested. You know, It's almost a buzzword detox. And so I think in addition to being really effective, it's something that people are actively looking for nowadays, too. Well, I always say to people, and you'll laugh when I say this, because I've said this in events and people think it's hysterical. I tell them, you know, it's not that all of a sudden Gwyneth Paltrow came out and said detox was cool and everyone jumped on the bandwagon. (laughs) It's that this practice has really been around for centuries. I mean, in so many different cultures. And when I think of kids with anaphylactic peanut allergies or, you know, mm-hmm. ADD and ADHD and, and babies that I see, kids that I see who are more medications than some of my 84-year-old clients, I think then there's there's something going on. So it's not just toxicity necessarily of just the toxins in there. It's everything. So when I look at detoxification, it's not just the food. It's the air we breathe. It's the makeup we put on. It's the lotions. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And it's also the people in our life and the emotions and, you know, are the way we think. So I really try to look at it in body and mind as well. Well, I'm totally on board with that because, you know, in my, in my practice, I focus on natural beauty and a lot of it's just getting that junk out of your personal yeah. care routine because it soaks into your skin and it's pretty nasty. So I know, and you wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> anyway, so when you started out doing this, when you graduated from IIN, how long ago was that? So I graduated three and a half years ago. Okay. Did you always know you wanted to do, I mean, what was your intention when you started out? Did you plan to do a lot of business online or did that just sort of happen well, all the time. What was interesting is I um, was in Philadelphia when I went to school. That's where we lived. And we ended up moving to Florida. And when I was in Philadelphia, I thought, this is great. I know so many practitioners. I know every health food store. I've lived here my whole life. This is going to be amazing. And bam, we ended up moving and I knew nobody. And at the same time, I had very little babies. I had not even a four-year-old and not even a two-year-old. 
And so going to networking events and doing live events, and it just wasn't possible in my life. So an online business was also not only important for me as being a mom and also for, you know, my own life and the way my business needed to run, but it was important because I also didn't know anybody in the place that I was living. And I also knew from business that it has been proven, no matter what business person you talk to, that the best way to have a business is to have active and passive income. And I also enjoy being able to work with people via Skype and via iChat and so many different people all in different countries. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, that was kind of exciting. I love the one-on-one. I mean, I'm a Reiki, you know, I went to Reiki school, so I, I love, you know, being able to do energy work face-to-face. But I also know that there can be so much healing also when you have Skype sessions. So I didn't plan it necessarily that way, but I also knew when I graduated that the one-on-one, you know, as I built my business up, I started to feel exhausted. Seeing many, many clients and especially even at night and handing children off to my husband and not even seeing him, I said, something's got to give. And I had that aha moment to say, how can I build my practice to also be more not just in my backyard, but also as an online presence? Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. And you said something that was interesting is that when building a business, it's really important to have both active and passive sources of income. So can you kind of give us a little rundown of what you have, kind of what they are and and what you have in both of those for, for people that might not be that familiar with that concept? So active income would be um, if I was actively working with somebody one-on-one in my coaching practice. Active income for me per se or some of the coaches that I work with who buy the detox program that they can brand would be if they did like a live detox. For me, what I do with the detox, and I've always done this, is I actually create a home study. And I created this out of actually the fact that so many people were coming to me and they couldn't afford my one-on-one, but they were really sick and they needed a solution. And the typical books out there weren't working for them. So I created a home study online program that really meant that anyone in the country could buy it or in the world. And I could be sitting in my bed at 10 o'clock at night and a PayPal button could be hit and all of a sudden they would buy it. And then I would get a notification. I could put them into a forum and Mm -hmm. that would be passive income. Mm -hmm. If I didn't want to even have a forum, that could be another option. Another form of passive income for many people are oils, supplements. I don't do any of that stuff only because I just feel it gets in the way of, of the work that I do. I feel like I've learned over the time I can't be in too many places. I wish I could. I've tried to, but being in too many places often means you're not being in any one place at any one time. Oh, it's such a struggle as running your own business because there's all these like new shiny objects and a new exciting thing to go do. And, you know, there's so many ways to get your message out or to help people. I know. You really have to say, you really have to kind of rein yourself in, I found. And 
and do a couple of things really well rather than trying to do everything. And I think that goes really into kind of your niche. You know, we've talked about like how to build your list and how to really build the opportunities for yourself, especially when you're doing an online business. And I always say for me, what has worked when the doors really swung open, people always say to me, God, what happened, Rach? Like stuff just really clicked. And I said, it's really when I got clear. It's Mm. when I got focused with my message on what I offer and how I offer it. And and that means that you're not going to see, you know, you may see on my Facebook with social media, me talk about, you know, like something inspirational and motivational. But I will tell you, I won't see 20 shares on that day compared to the day that I'm talking about lymphatic drainage, because the people that follow me like to see that kind of stuff, because that is the messaging and the mm-hmm. theme that goes along with Rachel Feldman. And I think that's the biggest thing that I try to tell coaches, and I'm sure you can agree with this, Amanda, is that people who are successful, and I've and I've talked to them, and I've interviewed them, and I'm sure you have, they have very clear messages. And it's kind of simple. It's simple and complex. You have to stay clear with your message. Mm-hmm. There has to be a clear program, a clear message. It can't change. You can't be everywhere. And so that is kind of what has worked for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so tempting because, you know, taking that whole foods approach that we do, we can actually, with that approach, fix lots of problems and help lots of different kinds of people. But the problem is that just doesn't come across in your marketing. You end up sounding really wishy-washy and vague. Whereas if you have a really specific thing, like you were talking about niching down into specifically digestive issues, then then that really like you're fixing people's concrete problems and it really makes you an expert in that area. Well, and I think also we have to and I think the biggest thing with online programs or online presence is that you really need to dig deep. You need to dig deep into your own story. And I think I think a lot of us and Joshua always talked about this uh, and I think in a roundabout way, our school talked about this. It's like you have to really marry your message and your programs and, you know, to build your your list from scratch. People aren't just going to go sign up at your website because, you know, totally great blog. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to you have, to, you know, in this day and age and you and I had talked on Facebook a little about this. It is a competitive market when I think about health coaches, health professionals, not because there aren't. There are so many of us because I think we're in the day of information and you can Google anything, anything YouTube. And I think people need to come to your site and be offered information that they can't get somewhere else and they need to fall in love with you. Mm -hmm. Well, because in most of our cases, we are our brands. Oh, 100%. So they've got to like you and they've also got to see that, right, you've helped people like them. Mm -hmm. And I think because like what you said, there is so much information on the internet. So what's your differentiator? I mean, to me, a lot of it is simplifying it, cutting through the crap and really saying to people, you know, here's a solution, here's a formula. So you don't have to spend hours on Google. Like I've got this whole program for you. 100%. I completely, completely agree. The other thing we haven't talked about really is that I think also niching down means that you actually need 
less of an audience, a smaller audience can make you more successful because so many people are thinking, oh, you know, do I need 10,000 people on my email list? Do I need a super popular website? And I think if you're really vague and just doing general health, then you would. But if you're doing something really specific, then the people that are signing up to your list are going to be really targeted leads. And so I think it makes your job a lot easier, too, because you don't need such a huge list. I think that's a great statement. You know, I hear this a lot when people say, I don't have a big list. I don't have a big list. And I think I I don't have like this huge list, but the people that are on my list either buy from me or they hear something that they want to hear. But what is important is that the people that are on your list are the right people. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have 20,000 people who are never going to buy or unsubscribing because you're you're just giving them information overload or selling too much, totally. which is often what I see with people who do online programs. Mm-hmm. Sell, sell, sell. And I've seen too often that 14 email sequence. And unfortunately, I've unsubscribed from some people who have great content and I love reading their stuff, but I can't get email slammed. So I think list building, when we when we start from scratch and we have a, a zero list, when we've like come right out of school and we're like, yeah. okay. Let's talk have, about that because everybody, yeah. that, I mean, that's a lot that of people is, listening that's right like now. The big, that's yeah. like the elephant sitting in the middle of the room, like, mm-hmm. like give me the answer. And this is what I hear coaches. They're like, what do I do? And I think we've talked a lot about list building, but nobody talked about how to to actually write an opt-in freebie. Like what? Exactly. <laughs> that was completely missing. Yeah. So and everyone what? always says, oh, well, email your list about this. And everyone's right. like, I don't, I don't have a list. <laughs> so I think when, I think what was my aha moment, and this is what I will share today is I started thinking, okay, you know, when I had a commercial real estate business, I did start it from scratch, but it was a very different time. And as I said, I do think today in this day and age is more competitive in any business. So I think when you have a business, especially as a health coach, and I taught about this to actually students at Hippocrates, this exact model, you have to have an opt-in freebie. And it has to be one that is applying to your niche. And your niche usually has to do with your own story. So you, you have to be giving them a solution for their pain. And it also has to be something that looks nice. I mean, hence, we're in the day and age of Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. Why does everyone love it? Because we love visuals. So you have to have something that wants people to sign up. And if you have a good opt-in freebie, you will probably get 30 signups if you're posting it in the right place. And that could even be Pinterest. That could be Twitter. That could be Facebook. And people say, well, I don't have a Facebook business page. So what? Post it on your personal yeah. page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's get real. Like, Start from people, where you are. Yeah. Start from and, where you are. Like, let's keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you start to get people's attention and you can let people know, wow, I've been working really hard on this awesome program. So I think when people think about your list, it can also be doing a live event. And a live event doesn't have to be like, I am have to rent this space. It can be the 
health food store that you go to all the time. You know, I think we have to build our list in in areas that we are stomp grounds as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people overlook the in-person things as well because they think, oh, I'm building a business online, and so I'm just going to do online things. But actually, if you go to an event and have people, you could still offer your opt-in gift there and have people sign up on a sheet of paper, and then you can add them later and send them your opt-in gift. So, I mean, you kind of just need to, in the beginning, hustle a bit, <laughs> I think, and see who you know and, and where you can get out there and start putting your message out. What have you found when you were starting from scratch? What were some of the things that you found the most effective, or even now? I mean, what's the most effective in growing your list? Well, that's kind of the funny part is I wish somebody would have told me this because I came out of school and I was like, what now? And I look back on my opt-in free and I was like, oh, that is a joke. Like I didn't know, you know, designers or anybody. I, I mean, I just didn't know what to do. So I think the most important is you need to have a little section about you. You need to tell a little story because again, and I think you, you said this earlier and, and I think it's so important that people fall in love with us. It's not just about telling somebody three great smoothie recipes. They could buy, you know, they could go and get Food Matters for that. Yeah. Or Chris Carr or anything. It's about really, you know, tapping into your own story and having somebody relate with you. So what works for me now is I have two freebies. I am actually right now just updating another two ones two different ones and I will update them all the time and even pop up new ones on Facebook. And I think I did a pre Thanksgiving one that was grain free just to test it out and got 45 sign up in one week. So it worked to be able to also to, and that's a great way to survey. So that is what works for me to see, wow, what kind of program would people want? Mm, so you mean you make an opt-in, a free opt-in about some specific topic, and then depending mm -hmm. on how popular it is, you see if that could turn into a paid program? Exactly. Such a good idea. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think also that the freebies that I make, I always use, and, and this is also talk about list building. We heard constant contact 50 times and I use it. I, I started on it. It was simple, but the worst for list building. So if I can tell anyone free advice today, like, please start with MailChimp or, you know, <laughs> because that is really how you're going to track what works. That's mm -hmm. how survey without sending out a survey monkey, which I have to tell you, I don't like those. They may be effective, but I am more one that tracks by posting a picture, asking questions, and even making a little freebie, like I said, to build my list. Mm -hmm. And then I know for that list, what would they want to actually hear from me? What's their pain or what can I help them with? Which is so important because there's no point in just creating, like when I know when I started out, I just thought, oh, what do I find interesting and try to create something around that. And actually, <laughs> then you end up creating something and you put it out in the world and it's just like radio silence, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you actually go about it the other way, like you're describing, you create a freebie, people go crazy for it. And then you think, or, or maybe it flops and then you can use that as market research really to figure out what you need to create. It's much smarter. Well, and trust me, you know, I interviewed somebody the other day and we both were laughing because he was like, I created this program. I worked for two months and nobody signed up. Mm -hmm. 
And I said the same thing. I said, I burped my tail off. And, but it wasn't something of desire at that time. And, mm-hmm. and I think the most important thing, though, is to not give up. I think that's what I see too many coaches is they think, oh, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to make 175 an hour because that's what was advertised on the little thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing is, no, you have to build your business from the ground up. You've got to build your list. You have to have a program. And I really do believe that for a lot of people who do the six month model, that is great. But if you're looking to have an online presence or to get a you know, to have people look at you and say, wow, you know, I'm going to ask this person to do A, B, and C. It's always nice when you have a proven system. So can you give, for people that are just getting started out online, maybe they're working with clients one-on-one, they're interested in starting a program, can you give like three tips on things you wish you'd known when you started your first online program? You mean in, in creating Sorry. one or or actually how to launch it? Which one? More creating it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creating it. I, I think in creating it, and this has been after six launches, I always launch also to my own clients because I really want to see feedback from them as well. And I use all, and I think this is an important part as well that I've learned over time. All my online programs, I marry into my one-on-one coaching. And I've learned that, and I created these also to reduce some of the time that I spend on session notes, some of the time that I spend trying to recreate the wheel. Uh, What I would say, if there were three tips in creating your online programs, is number one, start with a whiteboard. (laughs) I know it sounds so simple, Start with a whiteboard and sit in your office and put down pieces of paper on the floor and literally map out what you want this program to be. You actually, and people think I'm crazy, I start to craft the next program three months in advance because I have to see it in the air and actually visualize it and I'll start doing sticky notes and everything. So start actually mapping it out what you want to offer. That's number one. And number two is define what you're going to offer based on your niche. You know, you can't sell a detox and call it a detox if everyone in your community or where you live is scared by that word. Or if you're not prepared to know how to defend that word by statistics, by, you know, information that's current. If you work with people with hormones, then that is your niche. You know, really make your online program something that is going to align and be something that really marries into your existing business. I would say number three also is make it easy to deliver to your clients. And when I say that, I mean, you know, easy for them to navigate, easy for them to understand, and also make it include, you know, indexes and and components that are really going to solve the problem for them. Because I've seen a lot of people create online programs and say, well, I'm giving them one ebook, one book that's going to help them do this, or mm-hmm. a series of, you know, seven one hour cooking classes. And I always say to people, is that realistic? You know, you know, think of what's realistic for you. So I think we have to step into the shoes of our clients and think what's realistic and also be flexible. 
too often we have people who buy or create online programs and never do anything with them. And it's usually because we've created them either to be too long, too big, or too extensive, or too simple. So it's really understanding who your audience is and their problem and then finding that sweet spot in a way, finding how to make it. And also the marketing. And I think that's maybe the four, even though you didn't ask for four. I think marketing is huge. Your sales page is huge. You know, I want to say, I wish it was not, but I look at people who have amazing sales pages and they sell, or they've Mm -hmm. told an amazing story on that sales page. Mm-hmm. So we, we keep coming back to that story, which is so huge when you're an online present. Mm-hmm. The essence of really what I'm getting from talking to you is that we really need to all infuse ourselves into our business and into our giveaways and into our marketing and, and tell our own story, not to be afraid to really put ourselves out there and, and mm-hmm. personalize it a bit. Because that seems to be the thread that's running through through everything we've talked about today. That's what I tell everyone. I think it's a scary thing for a lot of people to do, but I really think that it's a home run. And I think it's what sells our programs. Well, Rachel, we're running out of time and this has been great. We didn't even get to talk about Facebook and more about online programs and tools, but so we might have to have you back another time. (laughs) As we're wrapping up, do you want to just let us know what's next for you and what, what projects you're working on that you're really excited about? I mean, I think what's next and, you know, my passion and my drive is not only for my clients, but it's really to be able to see health coaches thrive. And I really do believe too often health coaches get stuck not knowing where to go next, not knowing how to build their business. They have a lot of education, a lot of certifications. And so what's next is the next program for health coaches. And I'm working on some projects that will be more about teaching coaches, you know, to to be able to go deeper into how to support their client with detox and cleansing and, and some other cool stuff that I'm putting together as well. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, I love health coaches and, and I love my clients and I just think more of us need to be out there really helping, you know, this epidemic that we see in the world. Oh, definitely. So where, so where can people find you? Where's the best place to connect with you? If people want to get so, in touch. You can find me at www.rachelswellness.com and then you can check out all the done for you programs and done for you sales page and all that good stuff at detox.rachelswellness.com. And then, yeah, you can find me on Facebook as well and Pinterest and Twitter and all that fun jazz. (laughs) Everywhere we hang out online, you're there. (laughs) All that. And then you can even shout into the sky and find me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Rachel, for being here. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. For all the links to the websites and resources we mentioned in this episode, you can see the show notes at wellpreneuronline.com slash two. And if you enjoyed this episode, the best thing you can do is subscribe so that all upcoming episodes are automatically delivered right to your device and you never miss one. And while you're there on iTunes, please leave me a review because the number of subscribers and the number of reviews that a new podcast has really increases the number of people that learn about it. So it would really help me out if you've enjoyed this podcast. So thanks so much for listening and I'll see you back here next week.